Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop, he'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth. They plead the fifth, and now I'm coming back from one. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the coach kings. You know what's crazy? I've been noticing this a lot on Twitter. And I... I'm for it. It is... I've been seeing a lot of people just hit up Twitter and be like, Yo, I'm hungry. If you Postmates <laughs> me some food, I'll send you nudes. Oh my god. It is no. becoming a fucking thing. Oh lord. You can get so much more oh, than you just get, food. Oh, I think- <laughs> <laughs> You can get a lot more than food, but like no. the basic necessities is what they're going is what people are going for right now. What and I've I'm, what, I'm no. for it. I'm kind of for it. What I've noticed is a lot of, and I've been trying to change that. If you follow me, uh, this is Danny Fernandez, by the way. If you follow me, I'm very body positive, and I'm trying to encourage my followers that like I truly think people are sexier than they give themselves credit for. People mm-hmm. be like, "No, I'm ugly," and it'll be some dude with like a thick beard that I'm like, "No, someone wants to sit on that," like, yeah. uh, or like a very hairy, like all of that shit is in, or someone that's like balding, and I'm like, people are into daddies, you know, or it'll be you know moms, people. I mean, all you got to do is go look at you know Pornhub. <laughs> There's I mean, a whole category for y'all. There's a whole category. So um, I don't know. Embrace your sexiness. And you probably could honestly get more than just food. But if you're getting food, that's cool. But also, you, you could probably get like your student loans paid for or something. I mean, you could. I mean, I think people, you know, they they got their Amazon wish list up and shit. Uh, but if you're just hungry, like that minute, and you want something, Twitter is the place to fucking get it. There you go. It's the place to get it, man. I I'm trying to figure out what I could pimp out on my like for myself to just get. Some fucking in and out. <laughs> like when I'm hungry. And, and not even like just in and out, but I'll like give somebody you to, a nipple. I'll give I you want a you to do a nipple. To go stand in that long ass line for me. <laughs> <laughs> so they opened I, up a, a Chick fil A over in Burbank and there was like a I huge know. line. Um, it open. I know. Every, how does everyone know about this? How Y'all you not need know help. About it? <laughs> Y'all need right, help. I know about it because it's right by the. I drive by uh, by Whole Foods. The, whole, the new Whole Foods. Which I, like, you, you will see everybody. I've seen like all the cast of the good place in there. Yeah. <laughs> Whole Foods is like, is like Star Watch. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I hate going there because I don't, I just want to go in my pajamas. I don't want to have to look nice to oh, get man. food. Yeah. But you're going to run into every single person that you know if yeah. you go there. Yeah. I, I that's like. where I do my grocery shop. I know about it because I, love I that live place. like I love that two blocks away from it. So that's mm-hmm. why I know. And it's just called traffic in the past oh, four days. I didn't know days. you were that close. I'm very close That's to very that Chick Fil A. And there, and there's, and there's, and, there, and that that Whole Foods has parking. That Chick Fil A has parking. Yeah, my friend would yeah. not stop mentioning that it was opening up, and it was it opened today. Did you see the line? Did you see the line? People, y'all need help. People camped out. People camped. People camped out. No, you could have just ra- gone okay, to the other one. It's raining. That's a lot. I well, don't know. they camped out when they opened. Like not today. Uh, this was like a week ago or some shit. Can I tell you something? Please it might do. be partly controversial, but I don't like. I've had people. Um, one, I I wouldn't give nudes unless I was dating the person. Um, mm-hmm. but two, even people like, can I send you this or that? I sometimes don't because, um, just from being a woman in this space, they normally think that then I owe them something. 
Uh, can people send you nudes? You no, 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 no. Like, like, um, can I send you this, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z skateboard or whatever? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, Which gotcha, I will gotcha. get from my friends at Funimation who, like, you know, do Dragon Ball Z. But right. um, unfortunately, I've had it abuse. Like, I don't ask. I don't have an Amazon wish. I mean, if I do, I send it to my family. Right. But I don't openly ask for things just because it's often then put against me that that person is like, why aren't you answering my DMs? Like, I need to talk to you. I sent you this thing. And I know that sounds really negative, but unfortunately, it's something that. It, whereas that if sounds, he's like, "Yeah, just send it all to me," just send it. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a clear reason why that. I mean, yeah, it, it, but being a woman, it's yeah. just. And I know that Ify though gets it. Um, right. Ify, my co-host, he gets it because he sees the messages that I get. So I normally just unfortunately fault and just say, "No, I'm," you know, or you can give it to, you know, like a charity or something. Right. Right. Just start telling the, you know, like, nah, I don't take it, but give it to Ify. And then yeah, and then take it, it from Ify. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just, just give it to you. That's what I would do. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure if he would, if he'd be like, "Yo, I need two of these." I used to have my Jackie's. I don't know if you know. I used to have my DMs open because I'm very open about depression, and I uh, would talk to people about it. I would ha- I would like uh, section off an hour or two uh, on a weekend and would talk to young people and old people about about you know depression or pursuing their craft and and you know some a lot like actors and writers that were up and coming and stuff and i had to i closed them because of people taking advantage of it yeah like sending Um, you wild shit yeah i mean you i share it sometimes so that y'all can see it yeah uh and i know that it's like oh man like people ruined it but i just have to do it for my own mental health i have to like i can't read that stuff all the time i mean here's the thing too because you'll be surprised i i don't i get mostly racist shit in my dms when people are on one like i get people who are genuine and just want to have yeah, a conversation and talk and fans blah 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 but whenever people want to be on one I know it's normally racist shit uh, like what was this was like a sports thing or something and this dude or it's just like bile shit and this dude hit me up and it was such a lame like attack I'm not gonna give him the time of day and say it or his name but I just DM'd him back because you, of course, you're gonna read it. Like, yeah. so, cause we're, especially me, I'm not at the level right now where my DMs are flooding. So, like, <laughs> so, like, if I just get like four or five message requests, that's very easy for me to read in right. a minute, right? So, and I just send back, like, this the best you can do, man. Like, yeah, d- I'm a stranger, oh, bro. This is the best you can do. And I then ha- he blocked me. I hate that. I'm like, I hate when I have to punch up your like yeah. your roast. Like, yeah. like, please, if you're gonna roast me, at least be funny. Like, at I need a laugh good. out of this. Yeah. yeah. At least make me feel something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Although people are getting people are people are weird in the DMs, man. I just got a DM today. So we just had uh our Culture Kings one year show last night. Congratulations! And oh yeah, you, you had um, you. you had Mike on there, right? We had Mike on there. Yeah, he was dope. We had Teresa Lee on there. Carl came back. It was a good night. It was a fun night. Uh, that artwork that that fan made was really cool. It was guys. dope. Yeah. We, what was his name? Uh, at Quasi. Yeah. Uh, Quasi eight one probably. Uh, I don't know people's handles off the top of my head. I up. apologize. Let me pull it up for you. But that, that sounds really right. Good. Yeah. While well, Sophie's pulling that up. So, like, whenever, like, I feel like sometimes people don't get, like, this is, we are comedians. This is comedy, mm-hmm. what we're yeah. doing. Especially, I think. Oh, shit. Pretty uh, good, right? I love that. Look what at Carl's handle? face. Really <laughs> I love good. it. What was his handle? It's, it is Quasi81 on Instagram. Bad. I had that. Um, And so oh, whenever, like, we start talking about, like, if I talk about Jess, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like I was like, because Jess was out is out of town, so she didn't come last night. But I made the joke like, I, you know, I ain't tell Jess about the show. She don't know where I'm at. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then somebody comes my DM that. like, you know, it's really bad of you. Like you should tell. I'm like, you don't come on, man. It's a bit. <laughs> like, come on, you really think. My fiance, who I live with, don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> Come she probably on, man. also doesn't, as like someone that has, you know, lived with like my fiance back when I was engaged. Um, like you don't always want to, like it's you right, want to live you your own yeah, life. Yeah, she and she like yeah, she 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 good. If she yeah. wanted to be, if she was in town and she wanted to be there, she would have been there. Yeah, and if not. She good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so fucking weird. When you date a performer, you do not want to go to all their shows. No. Like, period. <laughs> no, I don't want her to come to all my shows. Because then I'm like, in my head, I'm, I feel like I got to, you know, be as good as she says I am. Right. Because whenever, whenever you have a significant other, they're always a lot better than they probably are in yeah. your eyes. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think that for myself. Uh, my family and friends all say, oh, you're so great. I'm like, all right, but really, like, am I? Or is this just your filtered glass looking at me because you love me? It's always nice um, having someone respected in your community tell you that. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, shit, I am. Right, <laughs> right. That's that's what I want. <laughs> Don't tell me how good I am until you got four movies <laughs> under your belt, mom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Culture Kings. We had a one-year show, so we're kicking off year two correct by banning Edgar Moffler here from the room. <laughs> Bye, Edgar. So you will not be hearing his voice on today's episode, but you will be hearing the voice of whenever Edgar is gone, I oh, get my I road it. dog. It's only, that's the only time you've been on the show is when he's oh, not that, here. Oh, that's true. I'm okay with that. We got to get the whole fam in here, but I'm joined by my road dog, Nerdificent co-host, mm-hmm. Ms. Danny Fernandez. I am What's here. up, Danny? Welcome back. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I remember last time I think I, I talked exclusively about porn <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Yeah, we're going we gonna to talk exclusively about the Bible today. Okay. Um, um, let's start at Genesis. John 3.16. John 3.16. <laughs> John 3.16 says I just I go whipped go your to. ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's Austin 3.16. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah What yeah, is yeah. John 3.16? I... I probably used to know, but mm-hmm. since I watch wrestling, all 316 means to me is Austin You know, the, th- the one thing that I love about growing up Catholic and going to um, Sunday school, and I was in Catholic school, and my family's just like, we're Latin Catholic and Irish Catholic, and so we're like the most Catholic ever, um, is that I can use Bible quotes mm-hmm. back at... Republicans, <laughs> so like back at people who I don't know with all the stuff that was going on um, with immigrants this year and my family immigrated here, I guess technically illegally. But I don't know if you know this about me, Jackie's, but my abuela, when she was living in Mexico, her husband was a Mexican politician who was assassinated. So she oh, fled shit. here seeking asylum, which is known as illegal. Yeah. Um, but it's not illegal. It's Seeking asylum is not illegal. Right. Um, but uh, she fled here with two babies. She met my grandfather, who was a Mexican man that was um, serving in the U.S. Navy. He actually lied about his age so that he could serve. Uh, and he then later, mm-hmm. okay. But then he met my, my grandmother when... Um, he was of age yeah. Uh, and then they had my dad. And so I didn't know any of that until, um, until I was in my twenties, actually. Mm. Another thing about immigrant families is sometimes they 
hide things from you in order to protect you. Yeah. I've, I've heard that from a lot of my friends, but um, sometimes when they hide stuff, then you kind of don't feel as connected to your identity. You end up kind of in a limbo where you're right. not really connected to their home country, but you're not necessarily connected to your current country. You kind of don't really fit in anywhere. And what I was going to say is all the immigrant stuff is I would normally retweet an article and I would just quote and I would say, um, whatsoever you do to the least of my people, that you do unto me. Because uh, I just I feel like if you're an actual Christian um to turn away people who are seeking help as if you're a Christian, you know that Christ was when he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it didn't mean to get biblical. This is the opposite of my yeah. new porn conversation. Yeah, no. But what I was going to say is I like <laughs> pulling those up because it's like, oh, yeah, um, what about, you know, that song that we were taught in Sunday school that was uh, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Like that to me is uh, cr- Christian is literally Christ like you follow in Christ's footsteps. So it frustrates right. me. And I and, you know, as much as I dog on on Christian, people will reply to me as if I'm not one. And I guess I'm not a practicing one, but I come from a family of, of hardcore Christians and Catholics. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to say is I like having that knowledge and that background to be like, nah, you're not actually, <laughs> you're not actually, you can't actually call yourself that yeah. if you don't practice, you know, what you preach. So I'm sure people are going to at me and I'm just going to no, uh, mute. <laughs> that's uh, very true. Listen, mute is 2019's gift to all of us. Uh, but no, that's true, man. And it's funny because you say, you know, like family, you, when you the older you get, the more wild you shit out? you learn about your family. Yeah. Uh, like there's this saying, at least I'm sure it's in a lot of cultures, but especially in like black church culture, uh, there's a saying that <laughs> the more Christian you are, uh, the wilder you were when you were fucking oh, young. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Like the more the more you up here thumping for Jesus, you was out there raising <laughs> hell when you was in that secular life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some of the shit I I found out about my grandma. Man, grandma mm. was wild, man. Yeah, grandma was wild. Grandma, grandma was wild, and grandma, she fucked over some people. That's <laughs> like, funny. like, and wait, and, wait, super religious grandma. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the more religious you are, the more you raised hell when you was in your teens and early twenties and shit. I think it's funny when people have like their grandma has like twelve kids. I'm like, your grandma, like. Your grandma was hitting them sheets, yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like way more God. I'm like, your grandma, yeah, gets laid way more than I do. Good yeah, God. Yeah, and especially like. And back... heals quickly? What? <laughs> <laughs> heals quickly, right. Too much, too many kids. Especially back then when people was pretending like they won fucking today was married. And, right. I mean, I know people got married younger then, but. Like... They were. I know that was always shocking to me, too. Yeah. That they were actually like sleeping, like they they were hooking up when they were like oh, fifteen. Yeah, and they 16. were fornicating. Yeah, you damn fornicators. I remember that. This is so random, but I remember that in the Patriot, <laughs> Heath Ledger. Uh, I don't know if you remember that scene, but like, okay, so the girl would stay with uh, him, like the the boy's family, but they, oh no, he stayed at her house, but they sewed him up. In a sack. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? So they couldn't touch each I've other. I've never seen the Patriot. And I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know what it's you're probably talking. Danny, for good. What you're talking so about. they sewed Heath Ledger up in a sack, essentially, so that they could like spend the night slash like day, you know like hang out together. But he couldn't touch her. And I think the joke was that she could sew, so she could just like undo it. You know, <laughs> you could still jerk off someone in a sack. I yeah. think you could over under a sack. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of this. 
Look, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted, you know, get some real shit out before we got to the nitty gritty. But did you see this tweet? Uh, I tweeted this. <laughs> I tweeted this uh, maybe two days ago or some shit like this. But uh, somebody who was in latex. Oh. And here, let me let me pull it up and let me show it to you. This shit is fucking wild. Wait, what am I looking at? Let me All see. Right. <laughs> oh no. <gasps> I was, oh my gosh, is she jerking him off? She I, I don't know if that's a man <gasps> or a woman in there. Oh my god. But what I'm showing Danny right now is oh this my god. person. This is, is too much for me. It is too fucking no. much. Oh, it's, it's too, too fucking okay, much. Okay, wait. Yeah, please explain to them what you showed me. So what I just showed. It also showed, looks like those terrifying American Horror Story billboards that yeah. are all over yeah. LA. Oh, it's god. basically somebody in a latex, like, <sighs> just <laughs> rapping. And they're laying down in a wrapping, and they got a straw where their mouth is so they can breathe. And Ew. somebody is basically just masturbating them okay, so in the fucking latex, and it, they're going crazy. Yeah, it looks like, you know when you have, um, you know what it looks like? It looks like an ice cube tray, one of those, like, um, not one of those, like, pla- not the hard plastic, but the movable ice cube trays. Yes, yes, yes. Like the mold. It looks like a mold, but, like, someone in that mold, if that mold were human, and then and then they're jerking them off. Is, That's what it looks like. It gave me a panic attack. Oh, yeah, I can't. I wouldn't want that shit. I wouldn't want it. But How do you breathe? I think. Well, they got the straw. That's not oh, how they breathe. Jesus We've reached a level now where just like regular sex and even freaky enough. sex is just not enough, yeah. I guess, for people. It's not. They listen. I respect it. I just can't. As someone that like openly loves porn, my porn I feel is pretty <laughs> normal. Is pretty, well, comparatively, Compared yeah. to jerking off and. In latex. Yeah. Ah, don't get it. All right, let's talk about something that. I didn't know. It looked like a melted Lego. That's, that's what. what it like. <laughs> God. Listen, that's what floats your boat. <laughs> Rock like your shit. Rock that Lego. shit. Oh. Iffy right. and I did an episode on ASMR, and we were talking about how our friend Danielle likes listening to bearded men eating sandwiches. Is that a sound? Yeah. It's like very crunchy. It's a different sound than, than a, a little men? lady. Yeah, because then some people like listening Damn. to petite women um, eating strawberries. <laughs> Eating straw, like what the? I don't get. You can look it up. I'm gonna listen to the episode. Is what I'm okay, gonna do. Okay, do it. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what y'all should do. You know what else y'all should do? Danny got a book coming out, y'all. I do. Yeah, it's, I wrote in a book. Hell yeah! Oh, so okay. So, all right. First, it's called The Good Immigrant. Yeah. Coming out February 19th. Yes, coming out February 19th. It's a collection of essays from writers and actors of color. It actually. Nice. Very famously dropped a year or so ago in the UK with UK-based actors and writers. So Riz Ahmed actually wrote in it. He has really, uh, his essay went viral. I think it was called Airports and Audition Rooms, talking about his experience in both those places. Mm -hmm. Uh, And mine was talking about growing up, kind of what I was saying, growing up in a limbo of not really fitting in uh, in either country and kind of feeling like, um, yeah, like I... I, uh, kind of my family's history and and my experience here being a Latina too in Hollywood. Um, I talked a little bit about that, about a lot of the stereotypes that we still have. I I really don't understand how we still are dealing with um, one, a lack of representation. I think a lot of people are like, no, I see y'all like uh, Gina Rodriguez. I'm like, yeah, that's one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You know, and I'm like, Zoe Saldana. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like we have like three, I would say, I would say we have about like 10 core um, uh, 
actors who get a lot of work, as they should. They're great. But um, we, I think the last numbers were uh, we only made up um, – in the in the essay, I said uh, it was numbers from 2016. We only made up 5.8% of all television and film. They looked at all television and film. And as a population, that makes up a huge portion of not only ticket sales, but um, this country. Yeah, I was going to say the world. The world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's such a small number. So anyway, yeah. so that's uh, all in there and just talking about my life and growing up and my brothers and yeah. So... It's, you are one of one of the many authors of the book, or it's an excerpt from you. Yeah, it's an essay, yeah. Um, which is so fucking dope. You are the second person that I personally know who was going to have something published. Uh, oh, cool. Which is so cool to me because, like, it's just, it, you know, like, we, we grow up and we watch TV and shit. We want to be an entertaining, right? Entertainment. We watch TV, we think, in front of the camera. And then we get older and you start meeting people. Oh, no, man, I'm also behind the camera. Right. Oh, no, I'm also writing uh, and this and this and, and that. But then you find people who are just so expanding, like what they were never told they could fucking do. Yeah. And doing it. Uh, nobody ever told, at least me, I can't speak for you, but nobody ever told me, oh, man, you can like have some shit published in a book. Yeah. Uh, and if they did, it definitely wasn't. If it was like, oh, if you are, then that must mean you're just gonna be a writer, and that's it. Like, right. nah, man, we can wear different hats too, and that's so fucking dope. Uh, where are people gonna be able to find this? I think anyway. I think you can find it, you know, wherever <laughs> bookstores, if they still exist. <laughs> Go to Borders, um, um, and then Amazon. I think is what they've been like. I think there's a link or something, but yeah, uh, the Good Immigrant. It drops February nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, what's really interesting is Ify and I were talking about how we grew up watching uh, SNL, but also watching um, all that. All that was like my SNL, mm-hmm. um, and how Ify was like, yeah, I saw it you know, seeing Keenan and Kel and I was like, I want to do that, which is what he does now. And for me, because I never really saw any Latinas like on screen, I was like, oh, I want to marry them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. was, and also like kind of my culture, like that was the goal is like, oh, I want to marry that guy, yeah. you know? And now it's different. It's like, oh no, I am that guy. I'm yeah. the, I'm the guy. Like I'm the, I'm the performer. So, um, yeah. Well, I hope that Whoever somebody is watching you and saying they want to marry that guy, <laughs> or be or be me, or be yeah. you, yeah. Danny, is there a pre-sale link on Amazon yet? Um, I think so. Yeah, I do think that there's a pre-sale link on Amazon. I'm sure I've gotten an email about it. Um, but also check out my podcast that I have here at How Stuff Works with Ify Wadiway. Uh, it's called Nerdificent, and we cover the past, present, and future of all tech and fandom we try to just remove gatekeeping from it because it's really obnoxious of course it is i mean listen our fans checking y'all out right fans tweet right now live tweet people used to do that to this show they don't do it anymore because we get too wild and they just like this is too much uh we're saying too much wild shit all right there's something that we got to talk about and you know i'm i'm i hopefully am past this point in my life because I am engaged to be wed. But not everybody's there yet. Everybody's, a lot of people are still in the dating game and they have to deal with the dating bullshit. There's a lot of dating bullshit that Mm -hmm. is around, right? Yes. So I got something (laughs) I want, I got something that I want, I want to get your opinion on, but I'm going to ask it to you. Okay. After the break. Oh God. We'll be back. 
We back. We're here. Let me take you to 2002. I was a young kid in the... No, let me, let's me. let go to 2003. I was a young child, junior year of high school. Yeah. Had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, we were playing footsie under the table. Shared a passing glance and smiled every once in a while to each other. But for some reason, I just was like, I'm not feeling this no more. Now, mind you, I was 16 years old, immature, dumb, wrong. This girl was in my class. And I just stopped talking to her. <laughs> it's not funny at all. But the thing, uh, how bold I was to do that at 16 to years old. To a teenage old, girl. To a teenage girl. Not only just to ghost her, but to ghost this person who I'm in a class with. <laughs> I If I could slap the shit out of me, I would slap the shit out of me. I mean, I can slap the shit out of me, but I'm not going to. But if I could slap the 16-year-old me, I fucking would. Because that shit is whack. Because I've also been ghosted after that. Shit ain't fun. Mm-hmm. Shit is not fun. She hexed you. She hexed Makes me. Makes sure it keeps happening. We actually became friends after that. Uh, You're lucky. We, I am. <laughs> I am. We became friends after that. Uh, but I was bogus. I was bogus. Listen, LaShonda Brown, if you're out there, I apologize. I hope she's happily dog. married. She's I hope not. she's... <laughs> You're such a dick. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, we're Facebook friends. She's not. I know. But she has a beautiful daughter. so fast, though. She has a beautiful daughter. Uh, She. That's enough. You know? Yeah. Imagine if she had an ugly kid. Then she would have to live with her. Like, damn. Remember that time I got ghosted in high school? And my kid's ugly. And my kid ugly. Can life be any worse? Uh, there you go. So you got you got that going. I ain't got no I ain't got no cute kids. So so you know I ain't got no legacy. You yourself to build. are a child. No, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm still a child. Uh, have you been ghosted before? You know, ghosting is something that is new to me. Is um, it? I uh, am a serial monogamous person. Kind mm-hmm. of just I only date people that I think it's going to be something, I guess. I can kind of tell pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so the men that I've dated, I normally date for a long time. My longest relationship was six years, and then another was three, and I think another was like two and a half. So that's most of my 20s. Um, So I never really dealt with ghosting until this year, until I decided to start dating in our industry, which I do not recommend if you are also (laughs) in our industry, and yet I can't get away from it. Um, As in this calendar year? Or? Yeah. I mean, no, not in the last say, week. I was about to say, God <laughs> since damn, the new year. Danny. <laughs> no, I would say in 2018, 2018. But even then I was still dating, um, you know, like ner- I go for nerdy dudes and mm-hmm. uh, the creative types and writers or directors. And um, I, I don't know. I guess I think ghosting is extremely shitty yeah uh especially if someone has given you their body like that's a human whose life has worth yeah their body is of worth they have value like the literal least thing that you could do is text and say that you're not feeling it yeah that's all you can do that to me i literally told a guy um 
in December, I think. Like, you don't even have the balls to tell me. If I knew that you were the type of guy that didn't even have the balls to tell me that you don't want to do this or that you're not feeling or whatever, right. uh, I never would have gotten mixed up with you. Yeah. Because I'm like, I feel dumb. I feel dumb for thinking that you were different. Yeah. Um, it's literally so easy now. Because like you said, all you have to do is text a person. You you can text a person and then mute the conversation. Uh, that's still shitty. Yeah. But like, there is literally so many parameters for you to just not not respond to somebody or not fucking say, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling this. Yeah. To just straight up ghost somebody. And these weren't one night stands. Like right, these weren't right. one night stands. These were people that I was seeing. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you go from like talking every single day to just not talking at all. That's insane. I'm like, I can't believe that that's I have more. That's abandonment. That's like worse than ghosting, in my opinion. But it's so common. It and is. and so common. I think I think it's now becoming a thing where people think it's okay to treat people like they're disposable. That There's it's okay to do the, this. The added effect of like like internet like uh like like internet dating ghosting where you like are talking to someone online like through an app or whatever and then all of a sudden they stop they just stop yeah or like you you finally agree to meet up with somebody and then all of a sudden they don't exist i had a girlfriend that agreed (laughs) to meet up with a guy and he just didn't show up and then didn't reply it happens and then just and it's like what and then they then and then how is that a real person and then they show up in your suggested friends oh for sure (laughs) i never let i never let people i think it's i'm the queen of getting closure i get closure if i want like i think it's dumb to like you know and i was going through this with this guy this year and some of my friends were like just ghost him just don't you know do it back to him type of thing i'm like no i want Closure. You're like, that's not what I I deserve it. Yeah, that's not what I do. And so I literally, I told him, I was like, all these things that you said to make me feel that I was important, that you cared about me. Because the last thing, I think women get get, um, put in this category as crazy. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not going to... You're not going to make me seem like I'm crazy. Here's all. <laughs> this is the other side to me, too. I'm like, here's my PowerPoint of all the shit that you said right. I can pull up right now because I never forget a right. thing. Is there, all right, is there a. But what I was going to say is they'll do that. They'll say all this stuff to fill your head that like, I want to be with you. I need mm-hmm. you. All this. And then they disappear. And I was like, I'm sorry. Am I the crazy one? You're the crazy one for who. Also, who the fuck says that when right. you're not in, like, if you haven't said I love yeah. you. Yeah. That Those are some pretty big words. You know what was weird to me? Um, and this isn't anything that's new in the dating world now. I think it's a little more brazen in the dating world just from the outside looking in but the idea of dating and exclusivity uh exclusive yeah 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 um i mean that's always been a thing to to some people where they say oh we're just dating but you know it's not serious type thing whereas like when i was for me myself Mm -hmm. uh like i was kind of the same way where i was like oh if we're dating then the end goal isn't to break up. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't, like the, yeah. it, you know, if I say like, hey, I'm seeing you, you're my girlfriend, like it may not be serious, but that doesn't mean like I can go date other people and fuck other people. And like, that's just me. That's me. I know people have different ideas on like, but hey, crazy, we never though. had the talk of being like exclusive. So my roommate was seeing this guy like for eight months. They were seeing each other, sleeping together, hanging out. Blah, blah. And then she had one conversation with him and was like, so like we're 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 dating. Right. And 
he doesn't come around anymore. It was literally like the word dating stopped there. It was a full on relationship, but she said, yeah. we're dating, right? And he was like, oh, I just don't have the like emotional bandwidth for that. It's like, what the fuck do you think you've been doing for eight yeah. months, bro? You were dating. I think what it is, is it's like those people at a party who when they're talking to you, they keep looking around to see who else they could talk to. Mm-hmm. That to me is what that is. I hate that. Is, um, yeah, I we're dating, that. but it's not that, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm with them, but if someone better comes along, well, yeah, you know. It's the fear of missing out, right? It's the FOMO of date. It's the FOMO of... But then what if he, that what if that next person that I might feel a little bit more comes around or and is bullshit because you could have put that energy into that relationship, into that relationship and it right. couldn't actually seen what it would become. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I agree with online dating and the internet and things. I think it's allowed people to think that. Also, I see as someone that has depression, very openly talks about depression. People will use their depression as a reason for ghosting. They will say, I just can't handle it. I just can't, um, I can't talk to them because I have anxiety. I can't end it with them. Yeah, that's They not don't care. Yeah, here's the thing. They don't care about the depression it might cause in the other person yeah. by them doing that. You might create a spiral in that person by, be, by talking to them every day and then completely pulling away. Yeah. So I want to say, as someone that has depression, that using your depression as an excuse to be abusive and or abandoned people is not cool and that goes and that goes to friends too that's not just it's just not just relationship it's friends who who when you're doing good are around and then you're you expect to hear from them but then they just like oh everyone's supposed to cater to your whim yeah yeah that's the thing that i've i've been in therapy for years now and i realized like i can't um what i would do in my relationships which was not healthy is i would always i would like trump them and everything because i have an autoimmune disorder mm-hmm. so it was like whatever was going on in my boyfriend's life it was like i trumped him by all the shit that was going on with me and that's not fair as someone that has depression like that's not fair to take away how they feel and the problems 100%. that they're going through just because mine might seem i just you know, went through something like this where you know, I had a friend who went through a very tough situation, like a very good friend who I stopped everything for for many months to be supportive to. She meets some random dude and all of a sudden can't pick up her phone for me. And you know what? That do you want to happen to me that caused depression because you're getting abandoned, you're getting ghosted by a friend. And it's so it's so unfair that people can be so unaware. Yeah. Of what of their actions and the influence they have on other people, you know? I think it's just a matter of respect. It's disrespectful, yeah. 100%. You're so right. I think, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so back to ghosting, I just think, like, especially if someone is giving you their body, you know, on multiple occasions, I just can't imagine completely treating them like they're disposable. Yeah. Like, I like to think of, like, that person has a family, that person has a life and value, and yeah. I just, I don't know. Do you think it is a matter... Not a matter, because look, ghosting isn't new either. It's not this new phenomenon that's happening. Can you imagine now. back in the day when they had when they memorized everyone's telephone numbers? Right, <laughs> right. You like they had to like dial it, like the spin dial you or had whatever. The spin dial it, right, right. <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was. I mean, like, there's the jokes of like people like ghosting back in like the olden days, where if you just change your number and move to a new house, you'll never find that person again. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Because there wasn't Facebook or anything. There wasn't Facebook or anything. You couldn't just you couldn't just easily go type a person's name in and get somewhat of a recent update of their life uh, on on the internet. But I do also think because of the ease, 
I do also think that is happening more because of the ease of the way we get information. Yeah. Uh, and it's also happening more because of that ease, we are very much in a instant gratification yeah. uh, type society, right? Where we want what we want and we want what we want now, right? Um, and I feel like with the, when it comes to ghosting, if you want to end something, I want what I want now and I want it now. I want what I want and I want it now. I want the end of this now. And people are forgetting the important steps to get to the end of that, which is you need to have a conversation with the person that you are in this with. Even like there's different levels to it. And this is just my opinion. There's mm-hmm. different levels to it. There's sure. a difference between like yeah. if I'm with somebody for a year, two years, five years, six years, and it's over, as opposed to if I'm with somebody for a month or two. Like mm-hmm. there are different levels to it, but at the very least, common courtesy, if you called that person and they picked up the phone and you called them and they picked up the phone, if you've gone out to date, if you've spent money on them and they spent money on you, if you've had sex together, if you have shared intimate details with, if you have given a part of your life to this yeah. person in any fucking way, yeah. uh, because that's what we do. We give our lives to people, even if it's just a very small amount that we're giving them. We give it to a person and says, I think that I want to share this with you. If you do that and then you don't think they deserve the common courtesy, if they didn't do anything to you that was right. fucked up. Right. <laughs> like, cause yeah. you know, that I'm obviously not... in an abusive situation, right. you don't owe someone, like if you're you scared of your house. life. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. But That's if it's different. just a matter of, I don't want to continue this mutual relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to ignore them and they'll get the hint. (laughs) The least you could do is just be like fucking be an adult, man. Like, man, I I hate the word man up. And I don't mean this just in men like to men, like everybody. Be a fucking adult and Mm -hmm. feel that little bit of pain or feel that little bit of awkwardness. Yep. Uh, This is something you don't get to say. I want it and I want it now. Uh, You don't get to have the finality of it without having to take the steps to get to the fin- to the, to the fucking mm-hmm. end line is it, is very is very weird uh there's a lot and listen listen let me also say this because i i i felt it important to start us talking about this with saying like i've done it i've done it like we like we've all made like grant not granted but i did it at a very young age and at that point i was like i can't do this again uh, if you've done it before, nobody's saying you're the worst person alive, right? But don't make it, you have to know that you're wrong. <laughs> like, people are doing it and they don't realize mm-hmm. that they're wrong. They don't realize that it's a bad fucking thing. Uh, there's a lot of things that people probably have done in the past that you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. Great, realize that and don't ever do it again then. And talk to somebody else so when it's their turn, they don't fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, That is how you remedy that shit from stopping to happen. And a lot of it, too, which is weird, is this: these are, you know what's weird? And I hope that I, whenever I do have kids, that I'm able to have these conversations. But relationships is something that a lot of children aren't taught yeah you learn it on the fly right or from your parents 
or you learn it from your parents, but it's a very different. It's different because they are coming at a relationship from being married, right? Right, uh, or together. They have they 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 have raised a family, so they have a different. So a lot of times, some parents don't look don't talk to you as somebody who is about to enter into the dating world from the perspective of somebody who's about to enter into the dating world. Yeah. Right. Uh, and for me, like my mom, my mom was a single mom. My mom had, listen, like if you want the ultimate ghost, my mom got pregnant at 16 and my dad, literally him and his family moved to another city. Mm -hmm. Uh, they ghosted a pregnant woman. So like for me, that is, that, that, that is my, that was my idea of a man. Uh, growing up was oh yeah just leave Mm -hmm. just fucking leave and like for my mom of course that's not what she wants but like that's something that's painful for her to talk about so she wasn't talking about that with me when I was 13 14 15 16 and dating you know like not in that way uh so I'm not saying it anything toward her but I hope that like we as our generation starts to have children we fucking also instill some of these things that we are learning that need to be talked about to that next generation. So this type of shit stops fucking happening. Yeah. I was going to say my, that's how I kind of was, was watching my dad. Like my parents didn't have the healthiest relationship. I told my mom when I was in fourth grade that she should divorce my dad. (laughs) Um, My dad was very abusive. I was a fourth grade. Yeah. I hated my dad. You realize it. You realize it. You're yeah. not too young. Well, the thing is, you go over to other kids' places, yeah. and you're like, oh, your dad doesn't act like my dad. My dad would throw t- – my dad was like a Latino Tony Soprano. Like, he was very alpha, angry, would, like, throw furniture, like, just all of that. And so I started to do that when I was a teenager. Like, that was how I would lash out, is I would have tantrums, and in my relationships, I would be, like, really get angry and mm-hmm. yell at my boyfriends. And luckily – I I was put into therapy when I was about 17 for an eating disorder um and through doing therapy like I started to explore everything else about me and I've been in therapy now for probably a decade where I'm like the complete opposite of that and now whenever I see red flags whenever I see anyone that acts even remotely like that or narcissistic it's just such a turn off mm-hmm. for me because I grew up around it but yeah. I stopped the what well, I'm like what you're saying I stopped the cycle of abuse i'm now the complete opposite of that of um someone that is violent the way that my my dad was Mm -hmm. um and so i just and as i got older and the more i was in therapy i was just like oh you don't have to act like that (laughs) like it was just a click like it was just like because he acted like that and you know people in his fit like you know the way he was raised and all this stuff i'm like oh you don't uh, oh i actually don't have to do that i actually don't you know, I don't have to use that as an excuse to treat someone, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of the person that I've become. But yeah. yeah, like, like I was saying, one of those people though, I do think is standing up and saying like, this isn't okay to treat me that way. And I think it's such a vulnerable thing, actually. I think the, the thing about confronting someone about ghosting is it puts them in a place of power. Absolutely. Cause you're being the vulnerable one. You're saying you hurt me. Right. Like instead of just being like, oh, no, you didn't hurt me. (laughs) I'm going to go fuck someone else now. You know, it's like, actually, you did really hurt me. And, you know, this this um, has has been with me for a little bit. And that was something I had to do a lot of this year of being like this. 
I didn't realize that you were the type of person that would do this because mm. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten involved. So, yeah. that anyways, sucks. that sucks. Um, I'm, you know. See, this is opposite from my porn. Listen, uh, we I get bring, into I'm it. so open about my we life. We get into it. <laughs> Probably I, I my family this. doesn't appreciate how open I am. Listen, we're 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 about every time you come on this episode, we are gonna see the many layers of mm-hmm. Danny Fernandez. There's so uh, many, and I'm here for all of them, guys. All the layers. I do real quick because we we about to hit a breakup and we about to get to that talk. We about to talk that shit, y'all. Uh, as somebody who, I guess you could, I mean, I don't have a relationship with my father, let alone a complicated one. Uh Um, but you know, I think over the past year I've met my father one time. I Mm -hmm. think I've told this story on this show before. I've met my father one time. My mom never asked for child support. Uh, and my mom got a new job and they realized she had a kid with the father with a father who had never paid child support. And they were like, Oh no, no, no. We're reporting his ass. Right. And they, and my mom, and they forced, like they got the ball rolling. Right. And my, so I'm 16 years old taking the DNA test. Uh, cause of course he denies it. Right. Yeah. And during this whole time, the hit, he has a family now too. Like mm-hmm. he has two kids and a wife. How old are uh, you? I was 16. 16. Uh, and he, you know, his wife is like, oh, this is cool. You know, like, he, he our kids would love a big brother, blah, 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 blah. We get into, but he's still denying it. You know, so it's like, so if it's true, yeah, he's a part of the family. I don't want this. My mom don't want it. But we're like, all right, let's see what it is. We sit in the room. We are this close to each other. This close. First time I've ever met this man in my life. He didn't say a word to me. Uh, couldn't look me in the fucking eye. Nothing. He sat in the room looking at the wall. And I'm just sitting like right at him, just looking at him. Uh, we sat in that room for 15 minutes and not one word was spoken. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I've ever seen this dude, right? Uh, and and that made my mom emotional because she was saying like, he's such an ass to pretend like he's not the father. And then to sit in that room and not fucking say a word to you, blah, 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 blah. And like, so that was almost like a restart in my resentment toward him. Yeah. Because like at that, at that point I was like, I grew up my whole life without this dude. I don't fuck you. Right. Uh, but then that happened. I was like, oh, this, like, now I'm resentful again. So fast forward 16 years later now, uh, I'm, like, to the point where I'm like, I wonder if I could, like, meet him again. Mm-hmm. And and as an adult, because at 16, I wasn't equipped to, right. to have that conversation or anything like that. But as an adult, like, meet you as an adult and have an adult conversation with the man who fathered me. I, I wonder, like, and I, I'm getting to the point where I'm okay with that. Like, I don't hold resentment toward, yeah. because half of it was also, I know we're going along, half of it also was, his family moved him away. He was 16, too. I, I'm not saying that's an excuse. Right. But I can only imagine at 16 years old, if my whole family says, you ain't gonna have no kid, we are moving now. What kind of am I gonna do except yeah. rebel against that and come back? But you don't know the type of I don't know the type of relationship he had with them, and like what type of family dynamic it was or anything like that. So, I wonder, like when we go when we become adults and we learn shit like that, or we start looking at things that our parents did through the lens of our adult eyes, uh, is there a moment of not understanding? But is there a moment of 
Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And I wonder. Empathy, maybe. What what led you to be who you are? Yeah. And why could why what led you not to have the same epiphany that, you know what, I need to break this cycle yeah. um, type thing? I started to view forgiveness. You know, you can forgive someone without forgetting. Mm-hmm. You can forgive someone without letting them back into your life, which is something I felt like I've had to do. Yeah. Um, but the way that I've been able to let go some of my anger is to see that individual as wounded themselves. Yeah. And they acted. The reason why they treated me, why they harmed me, is because they themselves were hurt. Yeah. Um, and that has helped me release some of the anger. Again, it's for me. It's like that saying about when you're like um, being angry is at someone or is like or holding a grudge is like drinking poison, you know, and expecting them to die. But it's you that's holding all to the onto the anger. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that you're you're excusing it. It's just that you're allowing yourself to heal. Uh, so I had to start seeing the people that harm me as being hurt themselves. Somebody has hurt them along the way. They are broken in some way. Um, and maybe they're working on themselves. Maybe they're not. But that is they are hurt. You know, that right. to me, as opposed to viewing them on a pedestal as like a king on a pedestal, because that that that's harder to forgive someone if you feel like they have everything in their life or that they got to walk away without any of the pain. But if you view them as they also have pain, maybe not from this relationship, but from another relationship or another thing in their life, it makes it easier for me to to forgive them. Yeah. Yeah. Good talk. Shit. We should have had um people call in. We should have. <laughs> we should have a special if you ever need to do like a charity episode, raise money, I can I come know. on and uh I've been through so much therapy where I can be like, <laughs> Yes, and uh I think if you actually, Michael, if you actually, you know, accept them into <laughs> I love it. I feel Guys, like it uh <laughs> iHeartRadio. Yeah. You need a new idea? You need a new show, we just gave it to y'all. It's twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> we only do it for money. No taxes uh, taken out. None, none. <laughs> Guys, we got some shit for y'all. We'll be back. We back. We are back in the motherfucking house. Danny Fernandez. That was such a deep conversation. It was. And you know what? I fucking loved it. Oh, good. I you know, I can bring in different things. I loved when it. When I come in. Listen, man. I, I I say this all the time. One, this is, this is our show. So if we want to have an episode where... Uh, we are very close to the FCC coming in here and pulling the plug. <laughs> then we can. Uh, and if we want to have a show where we, you know, fucking talk real shit on our minds, uh, we absolutely can. And that is the beauty of Culture Kings, guys. Uh, it is for you by us. That's it. It's FUBU. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's FUBU. Culture Kings is FUBU. All right. Danny. Yes. We got to end the episode with this segment. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to be honest. I, for very, like when I was younger, I was more into like music and sex. Something You're not into that anymore? (laughs) I, not, not, not like, 
Oh, let me put on some music and let's get in the Oh, mood. music and yeah, music yeah, oh, no. and sex at the same time. At the time. same time. Yeah, okay, at the same okay. time. At the okay. same time. Or like, man, this song is sexy, man. Mm-hmm. This makes me want to <laughs> knock them boots. Like, I, you know, I was into I'm not Are you into getting that laid as much. saying stuff like that. Listen. <laughs> Stay with the same girl for a long time. That's, <laughs> That's how. <funny. laughs> uh, but also, <laughs> I wish I had the confidence to say Let's listen to music and knock boots, baby. Oh my gosh. My ex who I dated, I dated him for three years, but when Ken Bone, you remember Ken Bone, that guy that went viral for asking that question at the um, presidential debate? Was that your boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) He got verified before me, so you know, uh, Ken Bone did. I don't know what that guy's doing now. Um, He's just going to live off of presidential elections. He'll just keep popping up every four years. Uh, No, when my boyfriend got a boner, he was like, Ken Bone has a question. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and we're no longer dating. (laughs) Was that it? See, for me, I would have been like, for me, I would have been like, you deserve (laughs) head. (laughs) Um, No, I love him. We're still best friends. But no, we are not dating anymore. It was not because of the Ken Bone question. That would have been very funny, though. That would have been very funny. Get out. That deserves a classic (laughs) noodle blow. Uh, All right. So, <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Me and Danny are okay. going to give you some music. If you are in that phase of your life, or, or if you still like, you know, you put on the music, have mm-hmm. some wine, and let that be your Netflix and chill. You don't need no movies. You just need some good music. We got four songs for you each that we think is, one, either just some straight freak shit, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. maybe some shit that's, you know, going to put you in the mood, guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to kick us off. In the category of there should be no way at all I was listening to this song when I was a child. Yeah. (laughs) So do you remember this band Silk back in the day? I think so, maybe. Okay. So they had a song called Freak Me. (laughs) 90s R&B. Definitely should not have been listening to this when I was a child. But listen, my mom was Mm -hmm. also in her early 20s or late teens. So she was like... She was also listening to it. She was also listening to it too. (laughs) This is Freak Me by Silk. I'll do it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Let me... Love it. That's it. Let me lick you up and down till Mm -hmm. you say stop. I'm five years old singing this shit. Uh, which is probably why I lost my virginity when I was 15. Oh, I lost mine really early, too. See? I was young. Music. I was younger than that. I mean, I'm not going to say. You don't have to say. But, um, say. yeah, I just you know, I just wanted to have sex. I with, mean, listen. I just wanted to so bad since I was little. And uh, my boyfriend, finally I got a boyfriend, and we did it. And I was like, this is the best. I mm-hmm. just wanted to do this since... Since I was born, <laughs> I'm just the horniest kid ever. Um, don't worry, I had sex with someone my own age, so that's fine. There you go. But um, I don't know. I just have always been horny. I mean, listen. When I discovered masturbation, oh. I was obviously the first person alive to discover it. Uh, which is what and most you passed your think. findings and on I to others. My findings and- onto the world. I whispered Before it into Reddit, the air. you were using uh, <laughs> like some GeoCities page, yeah. <laughs> passing it on. But I got in trouble when I was like six or seven, because like at that point, you don't know like this is a private thing. You just know it just feels this feels great. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, and I was doing it in the front room, like and with the door open, like and not like the bedroom door with 
the you house, the house door. door. <laughs> Just welcoming people that walk yeah. by. Because, you know, like growing up in a black neighborhood, the doors stay open. People walk and people just walk past mm-hmm. the street and just see little Jackie's on his stomach grinding a sock. <laughs> Mine was stuffed animals. I had way too many of them. My mom walked in and I think I had this big like panda bear stuffed down my pants or something. Poor panda. <laughs> I'm so glad we're in comedy and we can just say whatever we, can say we want. It. We can say it. All right, what you got, Dan? Okay, this is, I'm sorry, like I do have other, this is going to be my only one that's different than the rest of these, and that is uh, because it's kind of um, metal-esque, rock-esque. I fucks with it. I Which fucks is funny it. because that's actually what a lot of, like if you go to strip clubs, that's it's funny because a lot of times he'll play like, this is very, um, something you would hear at Hot Topic. <laughs> um, but let me see. Oh, Nine yeah. inch nails. Mm-hmm. Okay. Closer. Hang on. Let me um. Let me speed it up for you. you let me oh wait. Here. Here. Listen. And then uh. Okay. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> Yeah, so it's um, it's a little dirty. It is very dirty, and that is my um, you know, you could. It's two emo kids getting it on in the I back of it. Hot Topic. I love it. I mean, I feel like that's those that's that type of song is where you start with the deep makeout. Yeah. I mean, like your tongues are going too far down each mm-hmm. other's throat, and that's how it starts. And I love it. They have the side-swiped hair. The -hmm. girl's wearing some, like, Nightmare Before Christmas shirt. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, the most. (laughs) I love it. Those emo days. (laughs) I fucking love it. Uh, Dan, if if this is also easier for you to put in, like, I mean, we want to hear it, but if it's easier for you to find it and put it in, do your thing. Very whatever. What was your first song again? Silk, Freak Me. The name of the band is Silk, and the song is Freak Me. All right, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Here's mine. Now, this one is special for me because I one of my favorite movies is Love and Basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that movie. If you've never seen it, go watch it. Mike Epps, uh, Sanaa Lathan is such a beautiful fucking movie. And in that, they lose their virginity, or at least she loses her virginity to to Q. Uh, Mike Epps, uh, not Mike Epps character, uh, Omar Epps. I apologize. Mike Epps was not in Love and Basketball. <laughs> uh, that movie would have been wildly different if Mike Epps was in it. But she loses her virginity to Q, and this song is playing. So me and my girlfriend decided this is what we were going to lose our virginity to. What? And we did. So oh, I love that. It is That's... Maxwell. Oh, my gosh. This woman's work. I love that you y- y'all agreed on this. We agreed on it. You agreed. You're like, hey, hang on, before I put it in, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So we was like, <laughs> wait, let me push play. But what was it back then? Like, was it on a C? A, a it was on the C. Com- it was on the yeah, CD. It was on the CD. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be funny if it was a Walkman. <laughs> no. Hold on. Just put one ear on you and one ear on me. The song is beautiful. It's on like laser disc or something. Listen. That song is fucking beautiful. And I can't. D- does it bring up good memories? It brings up good memories. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, you know, it's the first time. Well, let me let me let's be real though. 
we decided we were going to do it to that song. And we had to try a couple times. Oh, uh, the okay. First, the first time was not successful because yeah. we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Right. Uh, but then the second time we tried again also to this song and it was successful. Okay. Well, there you go. This Walk down is- memory lane. Hell yeah. I'm coming in, you know, I, I had to bring in this baby, so. This is definitely mm. used to be a deep cut. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Next. Do you feel that? I love the whole time that as I got older, I'm like, oh, he's talking about his boner. Yes. The song is disgusting. Uh, mm. And I love it. Yeah. Ooh. Hold on. Baby, when Yes, and it's got parts for both of you. It's got a part for the man and the woman. I mean, come in. Listen, Mm -hmm. this was very close to being on mine. This was my uh, this was my favorite thing to listen to. I think in I don't know if I was in elementary school or middle school. Probably probably elementary. Um, God, I can't believe I was listening to this. Same. It sounded wrong, (laughs) but I loved it. It was. It was great. All right. Yeah, so that's my uh, my number two. If you don't like Close by Next, you ain't doing it right. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing it right. Listen, man, around the ages of, you know, 10 to 15, there was one guy who was putting out the jams. He was putting them uh-huh. out, and he was doing it nice and slow. Yes. Yes. I knew you were talking about Usher. Don't keep me waiting. I got plans to put my hands in places I've never seen. Girl, you know what I mean. Well, let me take you to a place nice and quiet. Ooh. Oh, man. Usher was putting out them jams back in the day. Mm-hmm. Usher does not get enough respect in today's like fucking world for... He's still putting, putting out jams. Really? Jams, yeah. Remember My dude? Way? My, my way, way was my so shit. She's doing uh, my way. God. My jam. Yeah. My fucking jam. I remember jam. when Yeah came out and it was just the biggest thing in my high school. Yeah. It was the bi- it still is playing on radio. Like I still hear it sometimes. Yeah. It is it is a jam. Uh, I've definitely definitely hit the bed to uh, mm-hmm. to usher to okay usher. well this was one that i again being the naughty child that i was just loved listening to naughty stuff when i wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. oh, girl. Ooh, hi mm-hmm. i don't know i'm glad you guys aren't censored like iffy and i <laughs> no. we can say pussy mm-hmm. <laughs> we can say it all don't play with it uh Apparently, I just like listening to people sounding like they were having sex. Yeah, I mean, this was so naughty, though. This sound sound. This song sounds just like a headboard hitting the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what this song I sounds mean, like. I mean, like open a little wider. Let me show you what it's made for. Like yeah. all of that. It is oh man, very fucking dirty. Uh, you know what I'm David loving? Banner, bad man. You know what bad, I'm loving? Uh, I'm loving doing that the all back, yours. Doing the, yes. I'm loving that all yours are very fast paced <laughs> and very like hip hop based, and mine's are all no, like. No, my first one was emo. Emo. Was no, no, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But they still have like a they still have a fast pacedness to them, and all mine's are just like sensual. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say the name of the song. Listen, Wait, uh, that was "Play" by David Banner. 
Listen, I'm out here making love. Mm. All right. <laughs> Me and my panda bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, this is a song mm-hmm. that I discovered. I knew it, but I discovered it older. I appreciated when I was a, lo- a little bit older, like mid 20s, mm-hmm. uh, because I knew the beat from B.I.G., Biggie Smalls. Um, so whenever I would hear this song as a kid, I was just like, oh, this ain't as good as when Biggie did it. Mm-hmm. But you get older and you start appreciating like good music from before your time. And uh, how Usher was for us, the Isley Brothers yeah. were for our parents and shit. You do have a type. You do have a type. Oh, man. My God. Mm. You know how many babies was made to this song? Literally, the end of this song is just him having (laughs) sex. I think the difference between my music and yours is that yours is like, y'all are actually looking at each other. (laughs) And yours is just like back shots. Yep. Yep. Yours is like actually like human contact. <laughs> Y'all are like in a in a healthy relationship where you're on top of her, and mine is just like from the back. It's like could be anybody back there. Yeah, listen, my my songs are mississionary, and Danny's yeah. songs are doggy. All right, yeah. that's that is the flavor we it bring to y'all today. Oh my god. <laughs> um, case in point, my next song couldn't not have it on. Couldn't not. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to me now. Uh huh. God, Luda is another person. I love Ludacris. Luda is, but like, Luda's that nigga. he was so. He was doing the dirt. Like when we, when we were in the Usher and our like in middle school and stuff, he was doing that, but for like on the dirty side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usher was the stuff that we could kind of listen to with our parents around, and yeah. Ludacris was something you had to listen to when they were not. I mean, this man was just like tag team off the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> and like it was just one of my favorite. Lines again, of the song. again, a theme with me got the male and female versions. <laughs> Hell yeah. Gotta have both for each. Gotta have, you know, representation on both sides. Listen, that that was our for each. Mm. That was our for each. But if if we being real, if we being real, there's only one song that you can uh, that you can play during a nice sensual moment. Sensual moment, and I'm I'm gonna play it for you guys right now. All, all four of those songs from each one of us. This is gonna be some good. fucking Jason Mraz, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. Although, listen, <laughs> Jason Mraz is how the world goes round. No more babies can be made without some music from Jason Mraz. <laughs> here is here is the real song that you fucking do. Yes. <laughs> yes. My neck. My, my back, back, lick my, and my crack. Uh, do it all. Do it all. Do it all. That's the One only song. One stop shop. 2019, that's the only song you can fuck to, y'all. Uh, 2020, you can't get me and Danny's list down. 2019, <laughs> it's just, what was her name, Kia? Is that yeah. how you pronounced it? Kia? God damn. Mm. God damn. Danny. We did this it. Has been, we did it. This has been fun. Uh... I do want to end with this. This is going to be real quick. Right now, LA, this episode is coming out Wednesday, I'm sure. Yeah. So it'll still be relevant. Uh, the teachers in Los Angeles are on strike. Um, Sophie, you are a Los Angeles City school um, 
student, former student. Yes. So do you know what the... I, I'm not as privy to... I should be, as I should be on, like, the actual strike that's going on. Yeah, there were... It's LAUSD. Mm-hmm. And they have not come up with agreement yet. And there have been certain things put in place, like that have not been good, such as class size mm-hmm. and teacher salary and making sure that there is a nurse on school campuses and having mental health professionals available. And the teachers have made some demands. They haven't met agreement yet. So today, Monday, the teachers are on strike. Yeah. Listen, man, I I always will be in the camp of we need to pay our teachers more. God, and yeah. And I think that we also need to stop acting like that's where it needs to stop. Um, I think it should begin with we need to pay our teachers more. (laughs) That's where it should begin with. And it should also continue with we need to stop putting a stress load on all these human beings uh, with a very hard job. If kids were half as bad as I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a good student as far as educational, but especially when I was a little bit older, as far as just like disrespect and, uh, and not disrespect like you're disrespectful necessarily to them, but not respectful to the process of learning uh, in a classroom because you want to be a class clown and blah, 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 blah. Like they put up with a lot of shit, man. Uh, so we need to stop giving them 40 fucking kids to teach in one hour. Uh, we need to give hey, them some, better some materials. Some class sizes are even bigger than 40, yeah. which is I know. insane. And with the strike going on, I heard that, like, so they're having administrators and substitutes do, like, three classes at a time. So that's 40 that's times a, three in insane. one adult. That's so dangerous. It's insane, man. That's so scary. It's insane. And, you know, we, we and we also need to stop blaming teachers for everything that's wrong with an individual child's education because it also should start at home yeah <laughs> as well so yeah man this is a good thing uh read up on it support it tweet about it um they need all our support in this fight for something that shouldn't even need to be fought for but you know what it is we fight for the shit we believe in, and this is long due. So I hope that whatever their goal is will be met real quick, and uh, and they can get what they deserve. That's that's my piece on that. Danny Fernandez, thank you so much. Thanks for having me and letting can, me rant. Where can people find you, Danny? <laughs> Besides Nerdificent. You also, I mean, listen, too. I, don't, I can't believe I was about to let you go. Without saying, I'm putting you in the category of you're a Disney princess now. Oh, thank you. Uh, (laughs) If you don't know, Danny was in the last Record Ralph movie. Yep. And not as, listen, you're not just a Disney princess because you played, you were an actress uh, in a Disney movie. You're a Disney princess because you were in a Disney, you were yourself in a Disney movie. Uh, so and I still get to be myself. You That's still get the to be great part, and so does Sarah Silverman and everyone else. It's you know, so it's great. funny because people are like, "You're in a Disney movie and you're talking about sex." I'm like, "I talked about sex before, and yeah. I talked about it after. I'm a grown ass adult, yeah. um, so I can't stop being an adult." <laughs> That's so unfair. If you knew half the shit the men who get to be in all these children movies talk about, yeah, uh, but it's not like I'm ever gonna do it. Like, like you know, if I were talking to a child, I right. would. But yeah. as a grown adult, um, that's on adult, you know, show, like, 
Yeah, that sounds like I do porn, but right. no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> which I don't. Adult show, but adult, like you're you know, an adult, you're on shit that adults listen to. Yeah, and I have a, I actually watch. got to shoot a show. Uh, I can't quite announce it just yet, but I got to shoot a comedy show with uh, with Mike Eagle, who mm-hmm. was on your was on your show, and we shot. Uh, this dope series that's coming out, and so we got to be ourselves, and it's really cool to to play myself. But yeah, so I uh, am in Ralph Breaks the Internet. I played myself, which is really cool because I don't know if I'll ever be able to say that again. Like I think it's going to be nominated for an Academy Award. It, it was nominated be. for a Golden Globe. It will be. Um, so therefore, I will be. I was played myself in a film that was nominated for a Golden Globe. That's pretty cool. That's dope, and soon an Oscar. Um and if it wasn't for Spider Man, which likely will win I everything, love, which yeah, it should. I'm so happy um, that it, it likely would have won. It, it is is one and two. Spider Man and and Wreck It Ralph or break whatever. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, I still don't know why they just didn't call it Wreck It Ralph too. You know, <laughs> you know, I hosted or, their panel at New York Comic Con, and Rich, I think, uh, who's one of the directors, said no matter what they called it, people would have corrected them. Yeah. If they said Ralph wrecks the, the internet, they would be like, isn't the meme breaks the internet? So yeah. then they went with breaks the internet and people would be like, shouldn't it be wrecks the internet? So they just kind of were like, whatever. We'll do what we want. Yeah. Which they should. Uh, I liked the, I will say selfishly, I liked the, there was a commentary about um, toxicity online that was extremely necessary, especially, especially for kids today. Like we can watch the, we can watch the movie as an adult, but especially for kids to see how how that can be affected, you know, the whole, there's a whole scene about Ralph reading the comments of this video that he wrote and, uh, mm-hmm. and also just dealing with, um, with, uh, his insecurity and toxicity of him trying to keep his friend, even though she doesn't want to like trying to, um, bully or essentially have power because he's insecure over her. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of social commentary. I don't know if everyone picked up, but it's definitely in there. And it's a great movie. Yeah. It's a really, really good movie. I, I enjoyed it. And it was a very, I knew you were going to be in it, um, <laughs> but it was still a very big delight for me when you popped up on the screen. Uh, I went Thank to you. go see the movie by myself, I think. And it was a very joyous moment for me. So Thank congrats you. to you. Thanks. Uh, where else? Did you? Did we? Uh, did I already ask you where people can find you? No, where I'm can people find you? Danny Fernandez, it's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And That's yeah, of course, Nerd drops every Tuesdays here on this uh, podcast on network. On this podcast network. Guys, go follow her. Go talk to her. Be Just kind, though, be kind. y'all. Like, I Don't get a lot of... <laughs> Listen, if you're a Culture King fan, you better be kind. Or or you can politely disagree. Polite is the keyword. Polite, there. <laughs> absolutely. Uh we got merch at coach or uh, at tpublic.com slash culture kings, including our brand new podcast art that was created and designed by dope ass artist Lauren uh Moran. She is at Lauren Moran on Twitter and on Instagram. Go check out her work. Uh and like she's just not a random artist. This girl is putting out dope art that celebrities are wearing like i've seen shirts of hers uh on basketball players uh so this girl is doing some dope shit and i'm so fucking happy that this amazing artist agreed to do some art for us and we fucking love it it's been getting such good responses it's on sale right now so go buy the new culture kings logo at culture kings pod ladies and gentlemen at Jackie's Neil on everything. Follow me. Like me. Love me. I like you. I love you. Good night. Oh, deep cut. 
Jesus Christ. We talked about Usher. Mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta go back to his the first song I remember from Usher. Usher Raymond. From his album My Way, nineteen ninety-seven. Let's rock out to You Make Me Wanna, Wanna, Wanna. Usher. Let's ride out to that, guys. We like it, we love you. Good night, goodbye.